Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez. I'm streaming with you live every night to talk about Dallas Cowboys. And man, we have an exciting show tonight because we will talk a little bit about the Cowboys-Giants matchup. I believe that we are not overly concerned about this NFC East showdown like maybe we were a little bit last week, even though we expected the Cowboys to win versus Washington we kind of felt a little bit of concern, right? Because of some matchups there. I think the sentiment ahead of the Giants game is a little bit different, but we'll we'll still talk about some matchups that maybe suggest that the Cowboys will be able to bounce back on Sunday. And we will also talk about the Cowboys potentially landing a Mexico game, maybe even in 2022. There was an interesting report from ESPN on that, so we'll talk about it as well. And as every Wednesday night, we will also discuss our one cool thing of the week. So thank you guys for joining me via YouTube or via Facebook. What is up, everyone? Thank you for being with me. Our burner account saying there has never been a hurricane named Micah because it would have destroyed everything. <laughs> Charlene Evans says, good evening. Uh, also, what is up? Kenneth Stage, um, who, who do we have here? Uh, Barrel Killer as well. Micah the Hurricane, Atomic Bomb, and the Ravenous Lion. Ravenous Lion is the one that I like the most. What is up, Peter, Faulkner, Tommy, Elizabeth? Welcome all to primetime. Make sure you hit the like button, share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about Primetime. Now that more of us are here, we can start the show officially. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire season. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content and for more Mavericks content. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Welcome, everyone. Fun show tonight. We will talk about the Giants game. We'll talk about the Cowboys Mexico news. I don't know if you guys saw that on social media, but we'll also talk about an ESPN reporter who actually tweeted out what Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones said about a potential Mexico game. So important stuff, important stuff coming. Tommy asks, will you be going to the Mexico game if it happens? I would like to think so. Yes, I would. I would love to go. Uh, I have been to one of the international games. I was in 2019 for the Chiefs versus Chargers game. Actually, I was even on the field because I was um, invited by NFL Mexico because they were doing this campaign on Twitter and they invited some of us to the game. And it was such a fun experience, man, being there and watching Patrick Mahomes play versus the Chargers in 2019. Well, it was a fun game too, so I appreciated that definitely. And, you know, the energy in that stadium is always crazy. 
a lot of a lot of football fans in Mexico and a lot of Cowboys fans. That would be basically a home game for the Cowboys. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll get to that later. Uh, Burner account says, just admit it, Mo, you're going to own a team one day. Tommy asks, did you wear your Cowboys jersey that time? I think I were, I were, I don't, I don't remember what I wore to that one, but I believe so. Anyways, guys, thank you for being with me tonight. Let's talk about the Cowboys-Giants game because I agree with what Burner account is saying in the chat. He says, respect your opponent. This game carries a ton of weight, especially in our division and sitting. Treat, it like, treat this like a playoff game. And that should be true, of course, uh, for the Cowboys, right? As players, as coaches, as everyone. Uh, thank you to Jorge and thank you to Mari who are watching on Facebook as well and everyone who is tuning, tuning in to primetime. But I do believe that it is important for us to actually acknowledge that this should be an easy win for the Cowboys. The Cowboys should take it seriously as a playoff game. Every game should be taken that way by the team. But we should acknowledge that the Cowboys should win easily versus the Giants. And here's why. What is up with the Giants? Let's talk about what they're going through. The Cowboys... If you, of course, set aside the Tyrant's mid injury because that is an important one. But other than that, the Cowboys right now are in a pretty good spot in terms of health, right? Mark Cooper is now fully back. The same for CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup. The defensive front is now, is now uh, welcoming back a lot of players that we had not seen at the beginning of the year, like Randy Gregory, Marcus Lawrence, who only played one game after his, um, before his injury. So the Cowboys right now are in a pretty good spot. Actually, Pro Football Doc puts out these injury scores week in and week out on his website. And last weekend, the Cowboys were the second healthiest team at the moment in the NFL. That will likely change after the Tyron Smith situation. But overall, the Cowboys are in a good spot. That is not the case right now for the Giants. And we know that Daniel Jones has been dealing with a neck injury. He's been uh, participating in some stuff, but he is not expected to come back anytime soon. Glennon has already been confirmed to be the starter for the Giants versus the Dallas Cowboys. But that is just one part of the equation. Then you get into the COVID-19 list for the Giants, and they have placed six players on it since Monday. And that includes wide receivers John Ross and Kadarius Toney. That includes two linebackers. That includes rookie cornerback Aaron Robinson, who, who is always an exciting prospect. And safety, Saber McKinney. Now, Saber McKinney is in the COVID-19 list, but he apparently did not test positive. The other players did, but McKinney is in there as a high-risk contact. And we will see if McKinney ends up playing on Sunday or not. But even in spite of that, the Giants are one of the lowest ranked teams in offense, in defense. And I will get ahead of myself a little bit and talk about the matchups as I ask you also in the chat. From 1 to 10, rate your confidence level on the Cowboys offense bouncing back versus the Giants. That would be my first question for you guys in the chat. However, what I wanted to say before we move on to the offense versus defense thing, one of the matchups that I wanted to include in this episode was 
Kenny Galladay against one of the Cowboys' top cornerbacks, probably maybe even uh, Trevon Diggs with as injured as the Giants are at the wide receiver. That would be maybe the player that you would expect them to put Trevon Diggs in for a lot of plays. However, would that be fair? Would, would it be fair to put Kenny Galladay as a key matchup for Sunday's game? I believe in his talent, don't get me wrong. But how about Galladay's numbers? They have been disappointing, and he has been dealing with injury But I was reading about this stat in specific that, you know, impressed me a lot. Kenny Galladay went, uh, cat, caught six passes for 116 yards in week 14. That is the only game in which he has had more than four receptions in a game. And yeah, he's been injured, but he has been in another nine games. And in those nine games, he has not had over four receptions. So... The thing about this Giants team is that it's not only about the injuries, but the playmakers that they were expecting to make this offense bounce back have not really responded for the Giants. And even less so without Daniel Jones. I don't know what the future holds for Daniel Jones at quarterback for the Giants, but I do know that you would much rather have him in, in the offense than Glennon. And then the, Cow the Giants, excuse me, fired Jason Garrett as the OC and let Freddie Kitson step up as the interim offensive coordinator. And they're averaging less than 15 points per game since then. So definitely not enough and definitely not a move that the Giants, that has paid off for the Giants at all. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have fired Jason Garrett, but I'm saying sometimes when a team fires a coach midseason, you're at least hoping that whoever steps up sparks something up, right? It sparks the offense up, uh, changes something that the, the team likes and it ends up working for them. That has not been the case for Freddie Kitchens. That's sad, honestly, says Kenneth Fraser. My answer to the question, and I'm seeing a lot of your answers here. Let me get to them. Peter says eight. Uh, Reginald says Cowboys nine. Benito says seven. Scotty King going with a full 10. Kenneth Fraser goes with, I think it's an eight overall. Burner account says six, not too confident about this team in northern New Jersey in winter conditions. Wait. Uh, yeah, that is right. That is right. I must did I mess up the did I mess up the title of the video? No, I didn't. I just read uh, that New Jersey comment and I thought for a second that I had put in the title, you know, Cowboys at uh, Giants at Cowboys, and I was concerned about that. But no, the, the title of the video is actually Cowboys key matchups versus Giants. Nine says Jorge Santos. Dallas John goes with a seven. That is the answer that I'm going with. From one to ten, my confidence level in this offense bouncing back versus the Giants will be a seven. Here is why. And talking about some of the matchups, I don't see without Leonard Williams on that defensive line, I don't see how the Giants bring pressure versus the Cowboys. I know we're not that excited about the situation for the Cowboys with Connor McGovern and with Tyler Viadish in the interior, even less so without that supporting cast at left tackle with Tyron Smith. But I do believe that the Cowboys offensive line should have the upper hand in this battle. And that is one key matchup. More specifically, what Dexter Lawrence is able to do from the interior versus the Cowboys offensive line. Here's what is weird about this situation without Leonard Williams the Giants don't really have that 
pass rushing defensive tackle in Lawrence. He can do so, and he's a very talented player. But truly, when you look at the Giants' defense, the guy that has the most responsibilities in terms of the pass rush is definitely Leonard Williams. Dexter Lawrence will be busy with a lot. Uh, will be busy taking double teams. Will be busy doing a lot of stuff for the Giants. But Williams is the guy who really gets to the quarterback in that Giants' defense. Now you're going to be asking Lawrence to do a lot of this, and I believe that. That will not really work out for the Giants. Not with the second lowest pressure rate in the season. I just expect Dak Prescott to be working from a clean pocket. And I I think that really paints a favorable picture for the Cowboys offense on Sunday. But the reason why I'm going with a 7, that to me seems like a low number for this answer, is that a lot of the issues for the Cowboys have been self-inflicted, right? And they have been, whether you want to call it bad play calling or whether you want to call it when... There has been some miscommunication between the Cowboys, uh, quarterback Dak Prescott, and the receivers. You can call it so, but at the end of the day, it is self-inflicted by the Cowboys. So I'm I'm still a little bit concerned that they're not able to click on Sunday, but I will say seven. I think this, this is a great opportunity for the Cowboys to bounce back on offense. I, I do um, believe that. Beryl says we're going to explode there are too many superstars to keep stuttering, says Scotty King. Don't sleep on Aziz Ojulari, says Tavis, Bank, um, Tavis Banks. And Aziz Ojulari has been a, a very efficient rookie. He has not been able to be that guy to, you know, carry maybe the entire Giants defensive front because he is not that supporting. He, he does not have that strong supporting cast around him. But I, will, I agree with Tavis. Don't sleep and assist Ojolari, and he could, be, he could make a big impact on this game. Likely versus Terrence Steele. According to Jerry Jones, Terrence Steele is likely to be the Cowboys' left tackle in place of Tyron Smith. And we have seen two versions from Terrence Steele at left tackle this season. He played good football at right tackle, but at left, um, he struggled in his first game, and then he improved. Versus the Falcons, we will see how it goes this time around versus the Giants. Mo is the first time in weeks. Is the first time in weeks Dallas has their whole coaching staff to game plan? Says Burner account. I believe so. It is. It, it should be. When was the last time? Because that outbreak for the Cowboys began even before the game in with the game that Mike McCarthy missed. Right. So it was. Quite a a few weeks ago, it was in November, and hey, we're already at the 15th of December. So I don't know how many weeks exactly, but I believe it's about what? One, two, three games, I believe. Three games without their whole coaching staff. We need to draft more offensive linemen this year, says Sik Porras. I agree with that. More than anything in the on the inside, I know a lot of people want to give up on Tyron Smith anytime he gets injured. But he's still so so good, and I I don't I don't want the Cowboys to to force an offensive tackle pick if there isn't a great option there, right? But I do believe that the Cowboys need urgent help on the inside. Anyways, that is one of the matchups, and definitely the other one that I want to point out before moving on from the Giants game is that the Giants are also suffering an offensive line, and they have been making a lot of changes throughout the entire season. We saw them change their center to offensive guard. We've seen them them switch 
the left guard position a lot of the time. Last week, we had Nate Solder starting for them at right tackle, and then they played Matt Perth at right tackle after that, coming from the bench and sticking around to the end of the game. I believe that Matt Peart will be the right tackle for the Giants on Sunday. And I think that is one matchup that the Cowboys are, you know, ready to exploit. Whether it is Micah Parsons, whether it is Demarcus Lawrence, or even Randy Gregory from the opposite side. I think that the Cowboys will be able to explode that right tackle situation throughout the entire game and just really get on Mike Glennon. Which brings me to my next matchup. I don't believe that that offensive line for the Giants will be able to hold up against this defensive front that we are already calling elite with all of the guys back. So at the beginning of the game, you would expect them to put this game on Saquon Barkley. Like for as long as they can keep it a close game, I believe that the Giants game plan will be just ground and pound with Saquon Barkley. One of those games in which the running get the running back gets about 25 carries. That is something that I would expect from the Giants as long as it is a close game. But if it gets to the point in which the Cowboys are blowing them out, blowing them out, of course, the Giants are going to be forced to tilt towards the passing game. Thomas says, I don't want to give up on Tyron, but I do think that it's time to start drafting one pretty high in case his injury struggles continue. We can't be handcuffed to Tyron's ability to stay on the field. And that is actually something that I agree with. What, what I meant by, by, by what I said earlier is I don't want them to force that pick, right? Because a lot of the time, it is put as a, as a top need for the Cowboys. And I believe that it is a need for the future. And for example, I wanted the Cowboys to get Rashawn Slater last, um, on April. But I would expect the Cowboys to, to target an offensive tackle if he's there. Just don't force it is what I ask. Benito says, I think that the Cowboys win 27-17. to 17. I will have my final game prediction tomorrow night. But I do believe that the Cowboys take this one. Kenneth Fraser says Dallas defense is going to smash the Giants offense. And hey, I believe that will happen on the offensive line. I, I believe that will happen on the offensive line. Uh, but, but Saquon hasn't been ruled out yet, though. I know that he hasn't practiced, but I don't believe that he's been ruled out. I don't even believe that he is doubtful or anything like that, unless I missed something. Let me check real quick, because I do believe that he could play. Mm, yeah. Player is not at Wednesday, Parker. Yeah. Joe Judge noted some guys would be missing his cloak. Would be missing time as close contacts. Some might be dealing with injuries. But yeah, we don't really know whether or not Saquon will miss the game. So he did miss practice. Sick is right on that. Cowboys Corner says you can't replace a Hall of Fame talent like 77 overnight. They're still trying to replace Leary and Frederick. Travis Frederick is one of those guys in which ah, I hate that he's not around anymore. He's like Andrew Luck. Him and Andrew Luck, I think from time to time, like, damn, why are they not playing anymore in the NFL? So, yes, Saquon versus the running game. Uh, excuse me. Saquon Barkley's game versus the Cowboys defensive front. 
Nate Solder or Matt Period, whoever starts at right tackle versus Micah Parsons or Demarcus Lawrence or any of the other defensive weapons that the Cowboys have on their defensive front. And finally, just an honorable mention to Kenny Galladay, who is supposed to be a threat for the Giants' passing game, but he hasn't been this season. Whether that's because of injuries or a lack of top-tier play, Galladay has disappointed the Giants greatly this season so far. Uh, Cowboys 40 to 20, says Reginald. Burrell says, I really like Saquon, but forgive me, I've, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about Saquon more than anything because I don't believe that the Giants are going to be able to stick to the running game for, for a long period of time on this game if things go okay for the offense. Even if they don't look like that elite offense that we were looking at on the first couple of months of the season, but I, I would expect the Cowboys to bounce back offensively somewhat. Anyways, moving on before I leave you tonight, of course, uh, about some important news for the Cowboys in terms of Mexico. You guys know that I, uh, I'm very interested in this, of course. There was an announcement today by the NFL on them granting 18 teams rights to treat different countries or regions as home marketing areas. What does this mean? Basically, I mean, the, the if you read the memo, it's a little bit confusing and maybe ambiguous. But what it means is that teams have exclusive rights on their home stadium, 75 miles around their own stadium. So basically in their towns, they have a lot of rights that are exclusive in terms of marketing, in terms of sponsorships, sales, all of this. Teams will be granted international rights and they're going to be able to treat different countries like they are home marketing areas. So you have nine teams, for example, in Mexico, including the Dallas Cowboys, that are getting these rights. What, the, what does this mean? They can get sponsorships. They can organize fan events. They can organize youth football activities. They can place brick-and-mortar stores as a sport I remember the, what the name of this website is. But anyways, they can open stores in different cities. And the Cowboys were one of the nine teams to be granted these international rights by the NFL today. This had been reported ever since September that this was going to happen, that teams were applying for it. And the NFL opted for those teams that are seemingly willing to invest in international markets. Now, that is all interesting. That is all very interesting, but here's what I was more interested by. And this is from Carlos Nava from ESPN. He is the, the most important reporter from ESPN in terms of the Dallas Cowboys in Spanish. And he tweeted out today, and I'm going to translate this. He tweeted out, Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones tell me that they are pressuring that they are seriously pressuring the NFL for them to be assigned a game in Mexico, this time as home teams as soon as next year. But it has not been defined yet. It is important to point out that the Cowboys have nine home games in 2022 because as you guys know, the NFL schedule was increased to 17 games and the NFC and the AFC will alternate that additional game. So, would you be surprised if the Cowboys 
sacrifice one home game in 2022. Would you be surprised or not surprised by the Cowboys sacrificing one home game in 2022? Because the Cowboys being one of the most popular teams in league, we all assumed, at least I did before this report, that, hey, the Cowboys are never going to give up a home game. At, it, it doesn't matter what the season is. That was my mindset in this regard. And I think that a game in Mexico for, for the Cowboys would be huge. That would be a home game 100%. And I've talked about this before on the show. And actually, uh, one of the first shows that I, the first show that I was on with the YouTube community here on ADC Sports Dallas, because I did the show before on, on Facebook, I, I shared with you the stat of the Cowboys being the owners of the record for most fans in attendance in any given game in NFL history. That includes regular season, playoffs, Super Bowls. There has never been that many people in an, in an stadium that in a preseason game played in Mexico City a long time ago. So yeah, indifference is barrel killer. Bruce Wynn says surprised. I would also be surprised. Not that, not that much now with the report, because of the report. But before that, I would have been very surprised. Burner account does say, not at all. Jerry cares more about money than actually winning. But I actually, I would assume that it will cost the Cowboys money if they play a game outside of the AT&T Stadium. That's why I'm actually surprised. Not really by sacrificing that home field advantage for one more game. Surprise, that's a lot of money. That that would what would be Jerry's cut? Says Roy Fletcher. Really don't know how that works, how the revenue works for international games. I believe that it is international revenue, but I'm not 100% sure. Six says not surprised. Jessica says surprised. Would the tickets be cheaper cheaper in Mexico? Says El Pipiripao. I would assume that they would be cheaper. Cheaper, cheaper, <laughs> cheaper than in than for AT&T Stadium, I would assume so. Washington is better than New York, yet you expect New York to outperform the Washington football team characters, says Scotty King. I really don't. I, 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 I really don't expect the Giants to outperform Washington. I don't know if that was in response to someone else, though. Uh, someone had asked, here we go, El Pipi de Pau. The league altered a playoff rule Wednesday to allow unlimited promotions from the practice squad during the 2021 NFL playoffs. Would this apply to the international player pathway players? That's a good question from El Pipiri Pau. I would assume not because the, the, the rule for the IPP players is not really about, I mean, they cannot promote them unless they remove that label for the international player. And I don't believe that there was any adjustment in that rule. In order, for example, for Isaac Alarcón to be called up to the, to the game, he would have to be removed as an international player three weeks before they want to activate him. So I don't believe that is going to happen. Burner account says, oh, he's going to make a ton of money, especially with sales in Mexico. Jerry will definitely get his share. If Isaac Alarcón is coming to play on the roster... Says Burner account. Yeah, that would be definitely that would be crazy. But anyways, 
Actually, that is kind of a one cool thing of the week, in my opinion. But anyways, let's move on to that segment that we all love. What is your one cool thing of the week? As always, you know, this can be a personal thing. This can be a professional thing, whatever you want it to be. My one cool thing of the week is 100% I had talked about, about it previously with you guys. But a lot of my friends are in town here for the holidays. And we had a Christmas party last night. It was quite, it was a, we we took it easy. That's what I want to say. So don't worry about that. But it was so fun to see all of my friends back in Chihuahua where I live. And it was fun to see them all because most of them study study in college out of town. So we all got together, saw each other, met a lot of uh, of girlfriends, boyfriends. So it was very fun. Bruce Wynn says, I have one thing that bothers me these days. It is to use, it, it is used to be, if we play the Giants early in the season one year, the next year they would play home early. Now they have been playing this year and last year. I don't like it, says Bruce Wynn. Oh, like the having the away game versus the Giants toward the end of the season. I don't like it either because weather is a factor, right? Weather is definitely a factor. Scotty King says, we have been hoping and praying for a middle pack of the defense. Now this defense is showing up the offense and they noticed. Wait till Sunday. 100% agree with that as well. The last time I was in Mexico, says Burner Account, I was in Noguelas. Drinking $1 tequila shots. Oh, look at that, though. Look at that. So what's your one cool thing of the week? My one cool thing of the week is a party. I will add another one. I will say that the fact that the Spider-Man movie came out today is a one cool thing. I watched it already, of course. No spoilers. And no spoilers in the chat. Uh, that Those are not allowed here in ADC Sports Dallas primetime. Burl Killer says, we all know tequila never comes with one shot, says Barrel Killer. Hey, I can confirm that. I can confirm that, definitely. So, guys, thank you for joining me on tonight's show. Number one recruit, says Charlene Evans. Oh, that was a great one cool thing for tonight's show. Number one recruit, Travis Hunter, flips commitment to Deion Sanders, Jackson State from FSU. Man, people are losing it with that news. That was insane. Congrats to Deion Sanders. I don't know how he did that, to be honest, man. FSU, big-time program, and he is going to play at Jackson State. That was insane. Hopefully, uh, that is a long-term commitment, right? Hopefully, we don't we, we don't see uh, Hunter enter the transfer portal one year later. I really don't want that to happen. Uh, fine by me, says Stevie Mac. I live in Jersey, so I'd rather have the Cowboys come in here in September and October, so I won't freeze my ass off. So I'm here in, same here, what is Mexico? Drink and drown. Ten drink, all the alcohol you want, says Tommy. Great show, says Bruce. Thank you. I appreciate it. But anyways, guys, thank you for joining me on tonight's show. Tomorrow night, we have betting the Cowboys, we have the game prediction, and we have some more final thoughts on the Cowboys versus the Giants. Thank you, guys. Thank you for all of, for all of your support. Check adcsports.com slash Dallas out for more Cowboys content and more Mavericks content. I will be writing some articles tonight, actually, so make sure you check that out as well. adcsports.com slash Dallas. Thank you, guys. My name is Mauricio Rodriguez. I'm your primetime host at 8 p.m. Central every Sunday through Thursday night. I will see you 
tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday night.